0: and next thing we see is something land. There's a big explosion and then people start screaming and running. So as soon as we hear this explosion, we storm. I mean, we run towards the window and then we see this black clouds again.
1: Hey everybody and welcome to the Raised and Redeemed podcast. I'm your host, Michaela Nikolinko, and I started this show after finally finding my home in Christ. I grew up in a home with lots of abuse and addiction where Christianity became something that repelled me. I spent my early adulthood seeking God in other religions, tarot cards, psychedelics, and even myself. I didn't realize how much hell I had pulled up into my life until I came face to face with the dark side and Jesus fought hard to save me. Now I live to serve his will and host a platform where others can share their story too. If you're looking for a show that talks about real things and provides encouragement for those who have been to the dark side and back, then this is the show for you. Make sure to rate, subscribe, and share this show with anybody else who might be encouraged by it too. Thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the Raised and Redeemed family. So good morning, everybody. Today we have my friend and sister in Christ, Carol Soto, on the show Uh, She is a personal trainer and fitness coach and recently became a Christian earlier this year, and uh, we met in our gym where Carol is often working and grinding, but one day we were on the treadmill, and we just started sharing our testimonies back and forth with each other, and before I knew it, an hour had gone by, and I was like, oh my gosh, one day I knew I would have to have Carol on the show to share her testimony um, and the next thing I know, she's sharing with me these rapture dreams she's been having. And I'm like, OK, this is urgent. So um, thank you so much for being on the show today, Carol. I'm excited to unpack your testimony with our listeners here.
0: Yes, I'm super excited. When you asked me out, you know, I think kind of everything orchestrated to where I need to do this, you know, and everything happened so quick. So I knew it was like meant to be because it's Friday afternoon, and I'm supposed to be doing like work on the computer, but then everything happened to where I'm like, okay, let's do it. Let's just pull the trigger. So, you know, kind of like it's spontaneous, but I'm excited to share, you know, I think it's time.
1: (laughs) I love how you were saying that yesterday, when we were on our walk, you're like, even the leaves that fall, like God orchestrates everything that happens. And I know you had a hair appointment today. And that got canceled. So that's how you ended up being here today. And I really do believe it was all orchestrated for this as well. So I'm excited.
0: Yes, me too. A hundred percent.
1: So would you mind just starting by telling us a little bit about you, where you're from and how you came home to the Lord?
0: Okay, here we go. So, um, I was born in California, but I moved to Peru when I was like five years old. So I essentially grew up my whole life in Peru. I, and then I grew up in schools like Catholic schools. So we kind of have like a concept of God, you know, being there, but not really having a relationship with him, you know? Um, and I don't want to get too deep in Catholicism, but that was kind of like, my whole relationship with Jesus, I wouldn't even call it a relationship. It was just more like, okay, God exists. I respect him. That's it. Yes. Yes. And, um, you know, I never really felt a deep connection with him. So, you know, fast forward, I moved back to United States and, uh, by my own, and it was really, really hard. I was, I was put in a lot of obstacles. I, w- I went through a lot of challenges. Um, you know, I was, I was a 19-year-old trying to make it on my own. I had no money, no family, no friends. I was all by myself. And it was really, really, really hard. And uh, I felt like that's when I started losing my faith. Like, I remember asking myself one day when my car broke down for probably, like, the thousandth time by then, you know, in the middle of the road, like, 95 or 75, you know, like, up in Sarasota, Bradenton area. And I remember saying like to myself, I'm like, if God, if you exist, like, just make my cart work, mm-hmm. just make my cart work. And of course it didn't happen. so I think after, you know, those series of like challenges, my faith mm-hmm. just started increasing little by little, little by little. And then over time, you know, with my heart efforts and work ethic, um, I started making things work, you know, um. Uh, There was more opportunities. I started doing like personal training, found my purpose. And um, I don't know, the sense of like being, of doing everything on my own made me feel like I didn't need anybody. And I like, I achieved everything on my own, you know, no handouts, I'm self-made. And that's where I kind of fell into this whole new age spirituality, you know, like around COVID or before COVID where you know like you can manifest your reality and you're in charge of your own lane and you're in charge of your actions and you can determine your success you can determine your future so that's that's where i officially told myself okay there's no god there's no jesus nobody exists it's just the universe and whatever you put out you get back and i just got to work on being the best version of myself and that's it so that's kind of how I fell into the new age of spirituality. I started buying crystals. I was more into like chakras and you know the whole you the whole thing like tarot uh cart reading. I was going on YouTube and trying to get my horoscope read to me like every single week and working with like different spiritual healers and you know like the more you look into that stuff, the more people come into you like offering those services too mm-hmm. so Kind of like an encouragement to go even deeper into that yeah, sub one door opens the next and the next, and yeah, yes, this- yes, exactly. That's exactly what happened. And it didn't help that you know everybody around you is kind of like doing the same thing, like everybody's getting into the whole new age spirituality, yeah. so it makes you feel like it's normal, yep. you know, it's just normal and it's a uh, part of life, you know, and we're woke. <laughs> exactly, and you know, I got deeper into the whole like manifestation and like working on myself and self-development and but for some reason, like every time I worked really hard on myself and I felt like I made really big progress with both my career and like my personal relationships and my and me as a person, there was like always every once in a while where I felt like I was just simply not enough. there was like no real peace, you know like, At the end of the day, like every, I don't know, once a week, maybe like once a month, I felt really down. Like I felt really depressed, you know? And I feel like I don't understand, like no matter how hard I work on myself and no matter like the obstacles that I overcome and how much I achieve every once in a while, I still get depressed. But this feeling of like, I'm not good enough. This feeling of like, I hate myself, like literally hate myself. Yeah. And I was like I don't understand where is that coming from you know and I wanted to get to the root issue of that and I just couldn't quick
1: announcement here if you're enjoying this episode please help us expand our reach by liking subscribing leaving a review or sharing it with a friend and now back to the episode
0: so you know i just started to get in deeper into this whole self-development thing and i decided to be like super open-minded you know as a way of me taking my self-development to a whole new level you Mm -hmm. know because you can be organized you can be nice you can be kind to people you can say words of affirmation to yourself uh, wake up early and do the job and do the actions you know but I was like, how can I take it to the next level, you know, because I feel like I've, I'm doing all the groundwork. So I said, let's work on the open mindedness. You know, I feel like I'm sometimes I can be really like, um, I don't know, very prideful in what I do. Right. I educated myself a lot and I and I did so many achievements on my own. Right. Yeah. So I said, OK, let me be open mind, open minded and uh and that's when this client signed up and this client goes like oh yes um for personal training i'm a christian so i didn't think anything of it i was like okay like that's her religion but at that point because i i came to the whole concept of being open-minded i didn't have any prejudice against her i would have done that maybe like a year ago or years ago I would have been like oh no another person that believes in religion again here we go you know but I was like okay like I respect it I'm not gonna treat her any different you know gonna have regular conversations whatever and then um I go to my hairdresser which I haven't seen her for a whole year because I cheated on her and I went to another hairdresser but I don't know, for some reason we took that one year break and I came back and the first thing that she tells me, Diana, she tells me, hey, how's your back and your neck feeling? Back then I was feeling a little bit of neck pressure too, mm-hmm. but she says those two things and I haven't told that to anybody, nobody, not even my boyfriend, Jonathan, nobody. I just kind of like deal with it on my own, do my stretches, whatever. So I go, like, how do, you, how did you know that I have back and neck pain? Mind you, I'm not slouching or anything. Like, I, I think I keep a good posture. So yeah. there's nothing that I can give away the fact that I'm in pain, right? So she goes, like, oh, it's the Holy Spirit. Mm. And I was, like, what? What is that? So she kind of explains to me like the whole, you know, she got baptized so she received the Holy Spirit. And because I met my client the week before, I kind of like, I felt like I put two and two together, like the connections. That was like the start. Yeah. I felt like a little like initial spark. You know, when you start start a little fire and you get yeah. like a little
1: yeah started reaching out to you via these people in your life, yeah, it's crazy too, like hairdressers they are such a vehicle for the Lord because when I was deep in witchcraft, I had a Christian hairdresser as well who was just so sweet and everything that like I didn't think Christians were, and she helped me understand you know about Jesus and his his grace as well so i I just love that. Just shout out to the hairdressers real quick.
0: <laughs> That's just out of the best, yeah, I mean it's just, it's such a personal service, you know? So yeah, definitely. They use them as bezels, right?
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Get the word out. But um, yeah, when she explained that to me, you know, I made that initial connection. I'm like, okay, you know, nothing happens for nothing happens as a coincidence. Right. Cause I, I picked that up from new age spirituality. Right. Nothing happens as a coincidence. What you put out, you get back in. Right. So that, that was like my whole thing so I was like, okay, like, let's hear it, let's hear it, so she starts going a little bit deeper into it, she doesn't want to tell me everything, because she can tell I'm still like, hesitant about the whole topic, you know, but I take it in, and I go back home, and that same week, maybe, like, two, or three days later, um, my client talks to me a little bit more about the whole Christianity, Christianity thing, and I'm like, wow, like, this is exactly what my hairdresser said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, you know? Then fast forward the next week, I meet this other guy at the gym. Everything is at the gym, by the way. Well, that's you where know? you
1: always are. So
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, he can always get me, reach out to me there. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy, the way he approached me, um, his name is Dwight. He doesn't have any social media he's like in his 50s and yeah he's very low-key so he's the way he just approached me he was like why are you in such a rush and I was like well I got stuff to do he goes like okay like are you not tired of being in a rush are you not tired of like running around and I said no I'm okay I'm a happy person I'm fine and then he was a massage therapist He was like, you know what, like, let me give you a little free massage, you know, and we start talking and, and I say, how are you so kind? Why are you giving me like a massage just because, you know, and like talking to me like this, like very kind and asking me questions. And you didn't feel any creepiness vibes? No creepy vibes at all. No creepy vibes at all. If anything, it's just a cool dude. And he goes like, oh, I'm a servant of Jesus Christ. Mm, another one and mind you this is like back to back to back like this all these events that are occurring are like two days apart two three days apart Um, so that's when I'm like okay Jesus you got my full attention now like I'm all ears you know let's let's keep it going let's keep it going So I just started seeing a lot of signs, you know, like in the back of the car, you always see like a little, I love Jesus or God, or even I remember seeing like a rainbow one time. And, uh, you know, this might sound, this might sound like a little crazy, but I just knew that that was the way he was giving me all the confirmations that he was actually there. Of course. And there's something about him that we cannot understand, that he's just like beyond our comprehension and our logic. And, you know, he's supernatural. So the whole fact of being open mindedness is open minded is accepting that super nature of God, you know? Yeah. yeah. So after that, it was just back to back that he kept reaching out to me. And the crazy thing too, this, this was huge for me at that time. I started like a whole um, gym apparel line and I was playing around with the mission statement. And I remember playing in my head, there to be, there to be, there to be right.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I walk into the gym one day and they have this whiteboard and in the whiteboard it says written three times. It says there to be, there, there to be. At the same time, there's this song called Jesus Walks that is playing. This is as soon as I walk into the gym. Okay. So that's how I knew. I, I knew I knew he was real. After that, I was like, that there's no, there's no denying. I cannot deny that he really does exist. I mean, he's given me all the people, he's giving me the signs, he's given me the song. He knows what's in my head and he's putting it out there, wow. you know? Yeah. So he's reading, he's reading my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Literally. <laughs> that, that's how I knew. And it was just like too many things, you know, back to back.
1: So I love that. I love how he like knows our hearts that way. And he knows what we need to hear and what we need to see. Um, and just the way he pursues the way he will gently like he's a gentleman too right like he will gently pursue us and when we're open to that we can we can see that and feel that uh and and we really receive that confirmation in our heart um and it's
0: really it's really hard to explain but i think you did a beautiful job yeah and if anything i told him that i wanted the signs and he gave me the signs you know i think it was just me removing the pride removing you know like that feeling of like oh i can do everything on my on my own you know i was like no you know what let me surrender let me be open-minded go ahead show me the signs you know show me the signs or and i don't like to say that too much because also it's not it's not like i'm putting him to the test either but just being open-minded enough to realize that he doesn't make anything nothing is a coincidence for him. Everything happens for a reason. And then when you start thinking like that, you can you know for a fact he exists.
1: Yes. And also Carol, you came to the end of yourself. Like you're doing all this self-development, all this work, like you're a hustler, you're grinding, you're doing everything. Like you have every reason to be happy, to feel successful and fulfilled, but because you didn't have Jesus, you still felt that like Emptiness, like something was missing. And so, because you came to the end of yourself, you were finally open enough to receive Him and be open to Him.
0: I feel like through my whole self development journey, it was just like layers, layers, and layers that were being peeled. And that final layer was when He was like, Hey, I exist. I am the one that created you, I am the one that is responsible for everything. I was like, why? Why not earlier? But I guess I had to go through all those situations in my life to, you know, put the pieces together and really have that relationship that when I used to believe before, I didn't have, you know, Mm -hmm. so I kind of had to go through the storm to see the light again, you know, but the real this time, like actually having that connection with him. Yeah.
1: And that's why I won't even demonize the new age completely, because it was the new age that also like if you're in the new age and you're doing all these things, it's because you're seeking like you you want to be better. You want to grow. You want to find God in truth. And I really believe like if you just stay the course and you keep looking, you keep opening and healing yourself, like it will lead you to Jesus eventually because he is the truth. Um and so,
0: Yeah, that was a part of your journey, too. Yeah. Yeah, because the whole th- point about New Age spirituality is being light, right? It's being a light. Yeah. So I feel like that's literally the final layer, the final level to unlock, you know? Gosh, so, that's
1: wonderful. And then, so he spoke to you then at the gym again. Uh, so tell us about, about that, because, like, we know you're strong. You're a strong girl. But then what did he say to you at the gym?
0: Yeah, so, you know... Uh, ex- after I accepted that he existed, um, I just wanted to kind of, like, establish that connection and just have that relationship and just kind of, like, speak to him, you know? So I realized that it was in my alone time, you know, when I kind of turned the world off and I'm doing, like, my daily activities and just trying to have a conversation with him, like, right up here, Right. So I'm at the gym and, you know, minding my own business, doing my own thing, you know, focusing on myself and just honestly not even listening to music, just being quiet, you know, and going through every set, through every rep. I love the gym because it's a great time for me to meditate, you know, Mm -hmm. to reflect on life situations, you know, relationships. And it literally just hit me, hit me. He said, I remember he said in my brain, he was like, you know, you get all that strength from me. Mm-hmm. And I, I could not do anything else, but to start and tearing up in the middle of the gym, like just randomly.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When I heard that it all made sense. Cause people are always telling me like, Oh, where'd you get your drive from? You're so strong. Like it doesn't look like it. Yeah. Um, I aspire to be like you're, you're my motivation, you know, all these things that people tell you. And that's when he, he told me that was because of him. He puts a part of him inside me. And that was that strength, that drive, that motivation, you know, that extra rep that I'm always chasing, that next level that I'm always looking for. He put that on mm-hmm. inside of me.
2: Yeah. And
0: that's when I I realized I needed to humble myself. (laughs) I I did not know what being humble was, you know, coming from, you know, doing all these things. I didn't realize I was far from being humble. (laughs) Um, So this was kind of like my final confirmation because I was like, oh, I feel like I need more confirmation. I want to make sure I'm not going crazy, you know, and I'm just not having like conversations just by myself in my head. So I was deciding whether I should do a second bikini show, you know, like a bodybuilding show, Mm -hmm. WBFF. And I remember it was a Friday earlier this year, like January, maybe February, January. And uh, I was driving. It was Friday, Friday afternoon, like six, seven. And I said, you know what? In my car by myself. You know what? God, if you're real, just like this, God, if you're real. Tell me whether I should do a second show or not. Just give me a sign. Should I do the second show? Yes or not. Mm -hmm. Next morning, this is how fast he is. The next morning, I go to brunch with Jonathan. We go get breakfast. And as I'm sitting down having the breakfast, I turn around and I see the vice president and the president of the uh, federation, of the bikini show federation. Oh, my gosh yes I mean what are the odds of running into those people you know
1: did you talk to them or you just kind of like knew in your head like this is my company
0: no I couldn't I wanted to talk to them but I don't know I was too like shocked in the moment I didn't know what to say or do but I was just like John John and I explained the whole situation to John and John was like okay but that's when I knew yeah and the, 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 there's no playing games anymore we're fully into god i am one of you your team i'm one of your team
1: i yeah. love that and then you've kind of been bringing him along on this new faith journey as well right
0: mm-hmm. yes because once you realize how real he is why would you even want to like entertain your own like ideas and your own plans you know Like you love someone so much. Like you want them to have that relationship and that goodness too. Yeah. And when I first met Dwight, you know, the guy that was telling you about the massage therapy, Mm -hmm. I was interested in how he told me like, why are you in such a rush? And I realized that I didn't know what rest was like peace was. I thought I knew. Mm -hmm. And when I first gave my heart to, Jesus Christ, there was two weeks where I never felt this much peace in my life before. Never. I don't even know how to explain it. I woke up and I felt just like like butter
2: <laughs> melting
0: into the couch and the bed. And whenever I was talking and, and doing my daily activities, I felt so much peace. And I was like, Carol, wow. You never had it's like a new feeling that I just unlocked. I thought I knew what peace was, and being relaxed was because I did yoga, I stretch, you know, yep. I try to do all the things that are supposed to calm me down you know and to unplug and research, reset and recharge whatever. but it wasn't until he gave me peace in my heart that I knew, okay, that's what real peace is like. <music>
1: this episode is brought to you by raised and redeemed merch we all love a good crew neck high cap sock and oversized t-shirt am i right head over to the show notes from wherever you're listening to order yours and support the show today so next thing that happened for you at you know after he confirmed himself to you, you started having these dreams he started giving you pretty prophetic dreams. So I don't know if you want to start with the first one, because almost all of your dreams so far have been like end of the world dreams,
0: right? Oh my goodness. Yes. So I felt like he he just went fully on there. He was like, we've been waiting for you. Thank you so much for coming. (laughs) Um, Finally. So these are all the tasks that we have for you. Like so quick, as soon as I gave myself to him, decided to get a Bible. My friend, Kate, she kind of told me what Bible to get. So I ordered it on Amazon. And this was all so quick, right? Like week after week, I get the Bible. I haven't even read the Bible, right? Like since I was in high school, middle school, I never read the Bible. It was just sitting there. I was like, okay, I'm going to get to it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And then the next day. And then tomorrow. And then the next day. Tomorrow. No. And I think it was two days after I had the Bible that I went to sleep and i had this stream and in the stream it was the end of the world um apocalypse there was a lot of water the streets were overflowing with water people were it was chaos people were like you know running around screaming i was with jonathan in this stream and it looks like everybody's drowning yet me and jonathan we're okay i mean we are struggling just like everybody else but for some reason our attitude about the whole situation was positive, mm-hmm. positive, like we knew that even though we were going through something hard, we were going to be fine, right? Yep. That was the whole like theme of the dream. Yep. And the next scene, right after that, I see a watch, and in the watch, it says Revelations 2. I woke up, I woke up at two in the morning, and I was like, I haven't even opened the Bible. This is going to be the first time and I already know exactly what to read. Yes. I open Revelations 2 at 2 in the morning and it's everything written in red. So I quickly search it up on my phone. I'm like, what does it mean when the Bible is written in red? Right. It means, you know, Jesus said it, right?
2: Jesus is talking.
0: Yeah. Jesus is talking. So I was like, oh, wow. I'm getting, like, word directly from him, from my dream. Okay, this is my first dream ever, it felt like, you know, or my first, like, I don't know, like, word or something. So in Revelations 2, it says, you know, it's time for repentance, Mm -hmm. uh, time to, you know, confess your sins, you know, kind of like repentance is the whole theme about that um, Revelations 2. The next morning, I went back to bed, and that next morning, you know, a few hours after, say seven a.m., that's when I finally got on my knees for the first time, and I prayed. Yeah.
1: I love it so much. I can relate. In my testimony, is like that was one of the first things God began speaking to me about. Like even before I was a hundred percent about Jesus, I was reading the Bible because I was in the New Age, like you, and I was open minded to everything. So I was like, I'm going to read the Bible too. Um, the guy I was dating at the time was a Christian, and those were the first two things God spoke to me about was a sexual immorality and B, the fact that the end was near. And so that call to repentance. Um, so even before I fully believed, it's just like when God speaks something to your heart, it's hard to explain. Like you just like begin to know that it's real. Um, and so I under like I relate to that. And so I, I had this sense of urgency as well when I first became a Christian of like, oh my gosh. Like we are in the end times, like God can come back any moment. It's time to get my life together. So have you kind of been in that in that place since then?
0: Oh, yeah, because I feel like ever since I gave my life to him, like you said, the first two things was repentance, judgment time. Yes. Yes. So that's when I wanted to learn a little bit more got around more Christian people to try to learn more about the whole like judgment, you know, and repentance and demons and deliverance. And that's when I started, you know, learning more about our current situation and what are you supposed to do to, you know, just be a better person and be a better um, follower of Christ. So ever since then, it's just kind of like, okay, Carol, we got things to do. Yeah. every single day. There's work to do. Um, we're in the middle of a battle and it's World War Three, and yeah. it's a spiritual war. And, yeah. you know, I saved you. Now you got to do the same thing for everybody else. Just like he used my hairdresser to talk to me. I know he's going to use me to talk to thousands of people more. And I feel like because of all the dreams that I have that are more like Apocalyptic, and mind you, I don't even watch movies anymore because of those dreams. I know that I have to keep on working to be showing up as the better version of myself so I can draw more people into heaven.
1: So, I want to go into your next dreams that you had. Were they both this past week?
0: So, the first one, the first rapture, right. We believe is a rapture because, again, I'm still new to this whole Christianity thing. So, you know, whatever you tell me, whatever my friends tell me, I kind of like take it in and then I come up with my own conclusion, you know, or I guess or at least analyze it like that. Uh, so anybody feel free to put in their own, you know, uh, yeah. suggestion. <laughs> but yeah. the first thing I would say was last week. And then the second dream was this week. So, yeah, kind of like back to back. I would say like one week apart. Yeah. The first dream, um, it was the end of the world <laughs> again. You know, people are running around. It looks like chaos. Uh, people are screaming. People are picking up their babies and just running. But I know that people are just disappearing from thin air. Like I see somebody and poofs, it disappeared into the air. And all I see is this huge black shadows, this huge black clouds, but those clouds, those shadows are not up in the sky. I mean, there's some in the sky too. They're also like, you know, like tree level, like tree level, like our level, you know, like you can actually see them like eye level, right? Yeah. And that's when I knew that those shadows were not good news at all. And those shadows were actually making the people disappear. And um, I remember we were being, John is in this dream again and we're scared, you know, but we have also this sense of urgency. Like there's stuff that we need to do before we get to point B, you know, we're in point A, we're trying to get to point B, but there's something that we must do. So we get in the car, we start driving and we get to this like building, it kind of looks like a hotel because it has an elevator I don't know what we meet with this group of people. I get some stuff. I don't know what I'm trying to gather. I still don't know. And I see my sister and my sister, she's having a conversation with me. And I tell her, Hey, we have to all go. We have to all get in the car and leave. Mm -hmm. She's just like, no, why? And I said, look, the world is ending. There's fire. There's dark clouds. There's people disappearing. There's thunderstorms. It's chaos. We have to go. It's the end of the world and she's like there's nothing there's nothing like that happening you're crazy there's nothing going on i'm fine so she proceeds to leave she grabs a joint she starts smoking her weed and john and i we get into the elevator and it's an elevator that has like a window so you can kind of see outside from the elevator mm-hmm. and we see her just smoking the the joint and like kind of enjoying herself you know like looking into the sky while she's smoking and i literally hear in my head she loves the things of this world
2: mm. like
0: exactly just like that i'm not even switching the word in or the sentence yeah. she loves the things of this world and i felt nothing else in my heart but like sadness like this deep sadness like i almost wanted to get the pressures even thinking about it you know and it Broke my heart. It broke my heart.
2: Yeah.
0: And, but I knew we had to get to point B. So we were still in that whole state of like being urgent. So we all get in the car. It's a group of people, you know, John and I, we start driving. And as we're driving, I still see all these people disappearing, the black shadows. And then at the end of the road, we see this huge egg, huge egg. Like it's probably over 10 feet tall, you know, even more, I would say like 20 feet tall. hmm black egg and inside the egg there's thousands of people thousands of people it's not millions of people just a thousand of people but it's still a lot you know and you said the
1: egg is like dark it's like not good
0: it's it's a dark egg yeah Mm -hmm. and so we see the egg and everybody inside us is telling come on hurry up we gotta go so john and i get out of the car we go inside the egg the egg closes and it shoots up the sky, and that's the end of that dream.
1: Okay, so maybe the egg was the good way out, and the black clouds were like the darkness.
0: Yeah, cause also, yeah, cause if you if you hear it just from like verbally, it may sound like it's not good because it's a black egg.
2: Right. But
0: it's also, the way I felt inside that dream—that I think we have to take that into consideration.
1: Yeah, you You felt like to get into the egg.
0: Exactly. It felt right. It felt right. Yet the clouds that were around and the whole chaos, I knew it was something. I just knew it. Yes. Because it was something unnatural and people were just disappearing. But yet those people didn't know, didn't understand what was going on. They couldn't understand. Yeah. And it's almost like me and the people that were in the car and in the egg were the only people that knew what was really going down.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the way we were talking about this last night, it's like, because you have the Holy Spirit, you have this spiritual sight, like just like your sister um, had, hadn't yet accepted the Holy Spirit. So she couldn't see what was happening in the spirit world and like all this chaos happening around. She's just smoking her weed, enjoying herself in the dream. But because you have the Holy Spirit, you can see that these like this spiritual war that's that's going on. Um, And then what was so crazy to me, Carol, and the reason I felt so urgent to have you on today is because the moment I got back into my house after you sharing this dream with me last night, I get on TikTok, and one of the first TikToks that I scroll past is this girl like hysterically crying, saying she just had a rapture dream, and that these black clouds were taking people that weren't good black clouds, and it was exactly what you explained and it just led me to thinking about and of course i want to get to your second dream um but it just led me to thinking about all this alien stuff going on and how so many christians believe that this could be a part of the deception before the rapture i don't fully understand it either like i haven't th- like i i can read it but i'm still it takes revelation from god to fully get it and to get it at deeper levels, regardless of how many times I read it. So I'm still trying to understand it all. Um, but I did highlight some verses here. Do you want to tell your first or your second dream before we go into that, though?
0: Yes. So, yeah. OK, so that was the first. And the second one was like a, a week later or maybe even less, like five days later. And it's the same theme. There is apocalypse, chaos. Uh, but this time, it was kind of like out of nowhere, like all of a sudden. The first dream, when I I was in the dream, everything was already happening. This one, everything was fine. Everything was quiet. We were all inside a room. And next thing we see is something land. So something falls. There's a big explosion. And then people start screaming and running. So as soon as we hear this explosion, we... Storm, i mean we run towards the window and then we see this black clouds again but this time there was like black ho- clouds but it also looked like i don't know how to explain it but like black lines connecting from like the ground up to the sky you know so i don't know if that was like a way of like transportation mm. um or just like I, I i can't really understand you know but it was nothing good, yeah. Um, because people start grabbing again their kids. I see literally this guy, this random guy. I don't even know who that is. Grabs his kid from the restaurant. They start running outside. People are trying to get in the cars, but the cars are not working. Mm-hmm. Um, people, are, some people do can drive their car, but the cars are crashing. So immediately the whole society just turns upside down. So again, I get this sense of urgency that we have to go. We have to leave the room. And next thing I see is a bunch of lights like flying everywhere. But the lights were like green, like green and gold, green and gold. And I'm like, what is that? Like we have a mixture of things, you know, because there's like black clouds and then there's black lines But there's also this like lights just going around like crazy. So we get out of that building, that room, wherever we are in. And one of those lights approaches me and it's a green light. It's so green and it has like little gold, right? But I am not afraid of this light. Mm -hmm. Like besides everything else that's happening, this is the only thing that was making me feel somewhat comfortable. Mm -hmm. Right? So, out of that light, this man comes out this light. And this man is wearing this whole armor from like top to bottom. This armor that looked like it was copper, you know? Mm -hmm. Copper with like little gold. And the man was beautiful. He had like perfect skin. He had blonde hair. And he just stood out, you know, because of everything else that's happened in this dream. Then you see this being of light with the green and the gold and the full armor that he's wearing and he doesn't say anything he just kind of tells me like um what's the word called telepathically telepathically yeah he tells me we have to go
2: you
0: mm-hmm. gotta get on and we have to leave right now because the world is ending wow and that's the that dream mm-hmm.
1: So I know in the Bible that God says that he will send his angels to the four corners to collect his elect, like to collect his people. So this definitely sounds like an angel. All of this, guys, like for the listeners that are listening to this too, I'm sure everybody has as many questions as I do, as you do. This is amazing encouragement to get in your Bible and like start reading about these things because that's what I've been doing. I came home, Carol, after you told me these things. I was up in my bed until one in the morning. Searching about the rapture, watching all these videos, and then I started realizing that like so many people have been having dreams like this. Um and yeah, so I'm gonna jump into the verses that I highlighted here to share about Ed, Please educate us. Yeah. I was yeah. seeing some consistent things across the videos.
2: One was um one was
1: first Thess- Thessal- Thessalonians. First Thessalonians for, uh, I'll start at 413. So it says brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope for we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. So it's like all the people who have died before us, they're just asleep. Um, and they will, Yeah, so God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. So those who were believers um, or like in Christ. So according to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are currently left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel. And with the trumpet call of God and mm. the dead in Christ will rise first. So I watched a TikTok video, this angel that you're describing. It's like the way they uh, they animated it. It, sound, it looked so much like how your angel that you saw, um, how you described him. So with a loud command, other translations are like with a loud shout um, and the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So I don't know, like this egg taking us up to the clouds, possibly
0: like it could be symbolic of that. Yeah, it could be symbolic, right? Because I don't know, maybe the dreams are not exactly the way it's supposed to be, but it's just a up to, you know, just symbolism for. Exactly. That's what I think. It says, um,
1: and so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. And then it says, um, which is important to note on too, because when you start getting into like searching about the rapture and when Jesus returns, a lot of people want to put a date on it and calculations. So the next verse is 1 Thessalonians 5. Now, brothers and sisters, about times and dates, we do not need to write to you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly, as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. So this is just saying, you know, like we won't know he's going to come like a thief in the night. We won't know when exactly. But what, what this also says is that the world is going to be saying, like, peace. Um, And so I know, I don't completely get it, but like the Antichrist that rises, there's going to be one ruler that unites the whole world, and he's going to have this message of peace, but he's the Antichrist, Um, and everybody's going to fall for his, like his deception, and maybe this has something to do with the aliens, I don't know. Um, And, but it's a lie, it's a false, it's a counterfeit version, Um,
0: so... part of uh, the thief in the night I would relate to the second dream because when chaos happened it was all of the sudden so Mm -hmm. I knew it was going to be something so quick that we we couldn't even have time to comprehend what was going on you know wow yeah
1: exactly Um, so then I also have uh, two Thessalonians two highlighted here because I want to, I don't know, for some reason your dark clouds make me think of like what's going on in the world and how I don't completely get it. But I just keep thinking about the aliens and um, how if pe- if it's going to be a distraction, if people are going to go missing um, in this way as well as a distraction for the rapture to come. But mm-hmm. 2 Thessalonians says, don't let anyone deceive you in any way. For that day will not come until the rebellion occurs, and the man of lawless, lawlessness is revealed, the man doomed to destruction, so I think that's like the antichrist, so it's going to be there's going to be this chaos on the earth, the Antichrist is in charge, he will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or is worshipped, so that he sets himself up in God's temple, proclaiming to be god uh don't Don't you remember that when I was with you, I used to tell you these things. And now you know what is holding him back so that he may be revealed at the proper time. For the secret power of lawlessness is already at work, but the one who now holds it back will continue to do so till he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will overthrow with the breath of his mouth and destroy by the splendor of his coming. So then Jesus comes back Jesus' return, his second coming, and then he destroys this this Antichrist. Mm -hmm. um, Just by with the breath of his mouth and the splendor of his coming, the coming Mm -hmm. of the lawless one will be in accordance with how Satan works. He will use all sorts of displays of power through signs and wonders that serve the lie and all the ways that wickedness deceives those who are perishing. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. For this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie and so that all will be condemned who have not believed the truth but have delighted in wickedness. And so this is just crazy. So it's basically saying like there is going to be a deception before the return of Jesus um, And and all the people who aren't in Christ are going to believe it. And so I get on TikTok and I see all these, like, you know, the holograms that they're working on creating uh, to show signs in the sky, uh, to make it look like maybe the return of of Jesus or of something else. Um, But what I do know, and I talked about this, I had a pastor on my last episode, uh, Rudy Tinoco, and we talked about how, like, God is not the God of confusion. And so... It says in the Bible, when Jesus returns, we will all see him. It will not be a secret. Everybody will see. Every tongue will profess. Like, every knee will bow. Like, we're all going to see him, and we're not going to be confused. And so if it comes with confusion, we can be sure that it's not of it's not of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just highlighted one more about, because I'm thinking, okay, so if there is going to be a great deception, Uh, How do we guard ourselves against that? And so I highlighted in 1 John 4, This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, but every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming, and even now is
2: already in the world. Mm. yeah and so all of this kind of ends
1: on the note of like we said to just keep paying for our loved ones um because the time is close
0: um time is moving really fast so there's definitely something happening
1: yeah yeah exactly i was just thinking too like when i first i this is something i said to you uh last night when i first got saved i got really into the end times because like i said that was one of the first urgent things that like made me realize they needed Jesus. Cause I was like, Oh, this is true. We really are in, in the end. And I asked you the question, I was like, is this just like a, is this like a part of the process of coming to our faith where we start with this urgency slash we know also like e- the Bible says we really are in the end times. So it's both, I think uh, a sign of the times and a progression of our faith.
0: Yeah. And It's funny that you say that too, because I definitely entertain that idea as well. I'm like, okay, maybe this is a natural process that everybody goes through, you know, when they first come into Christ. But the thing is, there's so many people out there actually changing, like people that you would have never thought before that will follow Christ are now following Christ on social media. You see it on Instagram, you see it on TikTok, people are giving their lives more than ever before. Yes. So I mean, it can be coincidence, you know, that well, everybody decides to give their life around the same time. Exactly. Huh?
1: exactly. And like, I love. I want to ask you because y- your sister, like, you just had this dream, and then you tell me today about your sister. Um. So okay. I- hear that part first, and then I'll share the verse for that.
0: Yeah. So you know that sec. What was it? The sec. First dream. Okay. So the first dream. You know. Um. The Holy Spirit tells me she loves the things of this world, right? Mm-hmm. And I knew in my head that, okay, like she cannot see through the spirit. She cannot understand what's going on right now in this moment. But when I wake up, I say, I'm not going to give up on her. I'm going to keep praying for her. I'm going to keep praying for her so the Lord can pierce through the veil for her and she can she can finally see that light. Mm-hmm. And while this is happening, I've been praying probably for her for the last month, every single day, every single day. And the dream was past week. And then today I received a message from my mom telling me that my sister decided to start praying yesterday. And we literally went into that walk that same day that we were talking about her and how I was not going to give up on her. And she started to start praying. She realized that the devil is real and that she needs to give her life to God and start praying every single day.
1: So, and then that leads me to the last verse here, Acts 2.17. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. And Carol will dream dreams too. So thank you for sharing all of that with us want to dive deeper with the raised and redeemed podcast we now have a facebook group called the raised and redeemed community where you can join to discuss the episodes share your testimonies and find encouragement from fellow like-minded born-again christians find us on facebook we do have the raised and redeemed podcast facebook page and once again we now have the raised and redeemed community group too i hope to see you there
0: i forgot to mention too um while i was going through all this you know my first time my first experiences you know um with jesus and still on the fence whether he was real or not my mom on her own separate time also started coming into the lord mind you we we never had a conversation about it before we just randomly said, "Hey, I started listening to pastors." And my mom turned around and she was like, "I started listening to pastors too." So, I said, "That's not a coincidence." And wh- I mean, what what are the odds that both mom and daughter would start randomly listening to pastors and deciding that Jesus and that Jesus is Lord, you know, at the same time. Yes. That's when I knew that there's a shift in the environment that there's something going on, you know that we're all whoever is children of Lord, they're all remembering again who they are you know that's the that's the whole thing that I get that we kind of forget who we are and we come into this world, and now we're all starting to remember who we are and where do we belong, and we belong to Jesus.
1: I love that. I love that you shared about your mom, too, because, yeah, I kept thinking about that, but I forgot to write it down. So I'm glad you mentioned that because, yeah, that's an amazing testimony. Your whole family, like, step by step is coming to the Lord. So that's so beautiful, Carol. Is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners today?
0: Yeah. So, you know, while I'm I'm going through all this process, um, one of the things that I was mainly concerned about was my relationship with John i said okay like i'm gonna follow lord jesus like and i have this fire inside me that i want to pursue him and i want him to use me for his higher purpose for a higher plan you know whatever he put me down on this earth to do i want to do it yes. but how how do you how do you explain to you your loved one you know because i know john is my person but how do you explain that to him and and I remember telling him how I felt and how I you know, came to the Lord. And he's always believed in God, right? But we finally had that deep conversation. And he said to me, if you get baptized, I'll go get baptized with you. And that's all I needed to hear. That's how I knew that we were together for a reason and that God can do it. All he can do it all. That was my my main concern. I'm like, okay, how can I be a Christ follower and be with somebody that is not? You know? Yeah. But the fact that when I brought it upon him, the whole situation, he was so open minded. He was like, okay, yes, yeah, I do believe in God. I believe in Jesus. You know, this together. Yes, like
1: this You know, forget one single detail in your story. He's
0: got it all covered. Yeah, I love that he has it all covered and for him to say something like that I was like wow god you can do anything yeah and work through anybody you know and and then sometimes like
1: if you know they're not as open it's like you continue to like say somebody's listening and they're like okay i found god but like my boyfriend or fiance or husband even is not following god just keep living a godly way keep living out your testimony keep seeking Jesus and letting them see the fruit of that and the goodness of that and man i think that's one of the most life changing things is for them to get to witness that testimony and that can win them over in the end a lot of times too
0: oh i would say for sure because i've definitely changed since i gave my life to christ um just the way i you know we i am in the relationship and the things i do for him and the day to day, you know, and I think it's just becoming more of an example, you know, mm-hmm. setting the example and, you know, it kind of becomes the theme of the household.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. The wife sets the stage. She sets the tone ah! the of the household. Yes. <laughs> Do you mind sharing with the listeners your at handle how they can find you? And would you want to pray us out? Pray us out. Okay. I didn't know how to do that. I don't know. I'm still new. I'm still new. I'll do it. That's why I asked hesitantly because I know that's probably your first time you would have ever done that. Exactly.
0: Yes. Okay. So my Instagram, my TikTok, everything is Carol Soto Fitness. Yes. That's
2: my handle. (laughs) All right.
1: Okay. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for this conversation with uh, Carol today. God, I pray that you would just go forward and minister this message to whoever needs to hear it, God. I pray that anything that is of us and maybe distracting um, you know, to anybody out there, that they would forget those things and remember the things that you are stirring in their heart to remember, God, that they would be inclined to open their word and research the things that we're talking about and seek you for themselves and seek answers for themselves, God, and that they would have your spirit of peace along the way, God, that they would know that regardless of what is happening in this world, that you are with them, that you cover them, Jesus, um, and that they will have an eternity with you in heaven if they they just say yes to you and they're open-minded to starting that relationship with you, God. So in Jesus's precious name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love to have you leave a review and share it with a friend. All information on how to stay connected with the Raised and Redeemed podcast can be found in the show notes below. Until next time, stay well and God bless you.